Welcome to episode 30 of the Hike or Die Outdoor Adventure Podcast. Now, I am joined by Craig on this fine evening, but I am also joined by Chase Tucker on the other side of the world. Say good day, Chase. Hello. <laughs> and uh, also, in a very near proximity to Chase, we've got Odvian. Hello. <laughs> All righty. Now, guys, you have to sit through this awkward thing now where... I say to Craig, I make a joke and say, hey, Craig, play the play the theme song. And then we all sit there in silence and, and it's really awkward. And that's what we're going to do now. OK. <laughs> hey, Craig, um, why don't you play that theme song? <laughs> Thank you, as always, to our regular podcast sponsors for their support. Topo Maps Plus, a phone application that allows you to view topographical maps and track your location even without cell phone coverage. Go deeper into the backcountry. Rios Floating Polarized Sunglasses with 100% UV protection for the love of water. Bluey Merino, Australian superfine merino wool base, mid and top layer garments. Where our story ends, yours is just beginning. Caribbe, one of Australia's leading backpack, travel, and outdoor brands. They supply us with dry bags, waterproof day packs, and expedition bags. Supporting our sponsors allows us to continue to produce this podcast. So please jump online and check out what they have to offer. Uh, we'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land from which we broadcast today and pay our respects to their elders, past and present. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners. All right, guys, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Excellent. So I'm very well. Very well. So just to bring listeners up to speed i've i've prepared a couple of uh more in-depth introductions here guys are you ready for this mm. so that, that's a born yes ready. he's born, born ready <laughs> uh that that the person who said he was born ready that is the voice of odibian ostevic uh loosely translated as strange bear am i am i on the money there mate <laughs> i remember you that. remembered i remember there's not much i don't remember buddy that's for you uh now, the interesting fact about Audubon was he joined us in 2018 on the fifth episode, and he was our very first guest. That's right. Really been that long? Mate, it has. It honestly has. This this is the... Cl we're closing out our... our um, what is this? Our third year of... Yeah. Yeah. We're closing out our third year. This is our third year Christmas party. Yeah. So good Mate, times. You truly were our first guest, man. So it's yeah, great I double checked that. It was mad props to being the first, and you, and you're still here. We even got you back. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, yeah. So that's um, Odbjorn is a landscape photographer, and he also makes exceptional films. We'll probably get that in. Get into that a bit later. Uh, go back and listen to the episode, listeners. If you haven't, it's disgraceful. Go back and listen to episode mm -hmm. five. <laughs> He's. Uh, I've also crowned him. Uh, he still reigns as number one best hair of any guest to date on the podcast. <laughs> uh, he's a musician in several bands, but one of which is called Rags and Feathers. That's true. Yeah. And uh, quick side note: my wife cuts my hair, so oh, all the honor should is... go to her. 
Yeah, wow. wow. <laughs> that is cool. We will give her honor right now. Uh, you've also, uh, probably a few months ago now, maybe five months ago, was crowned a Lumix ambassador, were you not? I was, actually. It was uh, last year. Was it last um, year? Okay, I saw the uh, date. Yeah. The date on the video, the introduction video. Um, yeah, I'm a was, slow worker. Was this? <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. That's a that's a huge accolade. Congratulations. That's something new since we've spoken for sure. Thank you very much for that. Uh, it was yeah, that was amazing. I not in my wildest ideas. I would have guessed they would reach out and ask me. It yeah. was just something way out there. So it, I was really honored. That's that cool, awesome. mate. No, really happy for you. And when I when I saw that, I thought that's that's well deserved. And as you as you get to know uh, Odbjorn and his style, you kind of uh, understand why they did reach out. That's cool. You've, um, I mean, we'll get get into some more of your stuff later. But um, can you tell us about? Because this was something you alluded to when we first spoke. You said you've got this idea in play, and it's called something like Billiardikin. Is that pretty? Am I getting close? Oh, yeah. Bil- uh, Billiardikin. 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 Yeah, your pronunciation is pretty good, so well done. Uh, <laughs> we'll use that one. <laughs> use that one. Use that take, Craig. What he cut, said. Cut the other one out. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was, you didn't tell us the name of it, but you alluded to a kind of a, a vlog-style travel series that you're going to do and uh unlike all the things i say that i'm going to do you actually did yours so congratulations on that (laughs) (laughs) thank you it did take a while but i eventually got around to it yeah Uh, i I was uh, it's great too by the way i've been madly trying to catch up before this uh episode and i and i failed to do so with other with other things on the go but at least that leaves me something to go and watch um over the christmas break very good excellent good that's cool. Craig, i think i think that was a cue for craig to get some drinks going or something yeah 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 no <laughs> do you know what i did last night guys this is a true story i spent approximately an hour and a half that's from start to finish so mm. clean up and everything um making eggnog for craig and i for tonight <laughs> he sent me a message have you got have you got cups like this and he's showing me like whiskey glasses and i'm like yes i have do. you got a lot have you got, have you got heaps of ice yes yes, yes I, I do, do. Uh, then i was asking him about what alcohol he had around here <laughs> and he's turned up so, with something uh in a in a you know fl- uh, oh boy flask I, here. I tasted it last night and then i i tasted it again when i was putting it into the thermos to come over mm. uh it's exceptional spicy delightful mm. uh, i've never ever made it before mm. and it's not even a thing really in australia would you agree with that chase yeah i'd never heard of it until I went to the states, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you I see think it, it works on... well with the Australian, uh, because it's a cold. You have it cold, right? Yes, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. See, I never understood that why they in the northern hemisphere why they would drink a cold drink in at Christmas in the of time. Winter. Yeah, because they yeah. do it in Home Alone. Fits really well with Australia. They, they do it in Jingle All the Way. Well, yeah, they all but do it. Hasn't it got a fair bit of milk and stuff in it? 
Yeah, cream. it's made from yeah, so, um, oh, it's about fifty liters of milk and about yeah. four thousand eggs. If, if 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 people in the northern hemisphere know what we're sweltering through in um, in in Christmas in in Queensland, you you have a milky drink. It's going to go pretty bad pretty quick. You know what I mean? Mm. Like whereas in a cool climate, you can just sip that oh, thing. That's the point. And it's a point. It's like it's in a fridge already. You know what I, I mean? I mean, it's a loose a loose point, but it's a point. It's a You've point. Got something there. Yeah, yeah okay. milk drinks. In so anyway, that, that's what I've done, and I think it's almost about time. Maybe I'll just finish um, this introduction because I forgot a very poignant uh, part of that introduction, and that is that you're in Norway, Odebjørn. I am. Yes. Uh, I'm on the west coast. West coast. Represent. West coast of Norway, uh, a little town called Haugesund. That's cool, man. And and that's what I was alluding to earlier. Um before the awesome theme tune was that Chase, by pure chance, is in Norway as well, which is ridiculous for an Australian guy who lives in Spain to accidentally be in the same country as the other guest. <laughs> That's so cool. Why are you in Norway, Chase? I have to know. Uh, the authorities have to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the best reason, <laughs> love. I have uh, I have a Norwegian girlfriend. Oh, oh wow. I'm, here, I'm actually here quite a lot. That makes a lot Christmas. of sense. That yeah. is so cool, that's man. Nice. I love it. Yeah, that's great. I I did forget to ask. So thanks for asking, Odvia. <laughs> <laughs> I prepared my own set. You of did prepare questions. your own. Well, basically, <laughs> I think I think within the next uh, hour or so, you'll probably end up taking this over, especially if I have a few of those eggnogs. <laughs> so just for the record, I don't actually drink alcohol, but um, it's a special occasion. So, yeah. How much eggnog do you got? Um. Nearly two liters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we said it was like our hike or die Christmas party, and Tom's got all excited. So oh, I was so excited! So I was oh, so unbelievably excited. I've been excited all day. It's, this is so yeah, cool. Yeah, great. All right, let, let me move on to Chase. Chase Tucker, Australian born. G'day, G'day. Australian born, right on cue. Uh, as we just said then living in Spain for the most part, and dating in Norway. He's <laughs> uh, probably best known for his uh, YouTube channel, Chase Mountains. Or rather, that's kind of like the pseudonym you go by, isn't it? Chase Mountains, across Facebook yeah, and just, stuff. It's my tricky way of hiding my identity. Uh, yes, very <laughs> good. Uh, he was our guest this year on episode 25. Now, he's voted as the second best hair of any podcast guest. Um, <laughs> sorry, but Odvian just pipped you on that one. Uh, you <laughs> also... <laughs> oh, look, he's just, he's just um, throwing the mic down. He's, he's left. upset. He's upset. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, too, you, you've come in uh, second place for best abs of any guest we've ever had. Mm. Um, you lost to Tanya Hodgson. Of course. She's a trail runner um, from episode eight. But, Chase, I want to tell you this. She beat you on the abs, but she came in at third place for hair. So, mate, you beat her on the hair. So, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Okay? It gives me something to hold on to. Very good. You're going to need that. <laughs> um, Chase is also famous for 
his quote, when you throw a baby into a pool, uh, which he which he used on our podcast, uh, that went viral. So fantastic! It's just, it's especially funny when it's hugely out of context, uh, like it is now. So yeah, mate, you've just been on a well, pretty massive hike, really. Yeah, you seemed like you were out there for weeks. I was. Yeah, I was out there for four weeks. Four weeks. See, I was, yeah. I was, saying, I was thinking it was about two, and I was just really slow, but it was four. Yeah, no, I've been watching that chase. Yeah. That looks insane. What yeah, have, tell us what about have you that, done? Man. Yeah, what have you done? I've never really been a thrill hiker, but I kind of just got the bug, and I got the idea of uh, walking across Spain from uh, from Doctor Carl. Actually, you know the Australian, <laughs> yeah, Australian right. doctor. Well, I heard about him doing. He was doing the Camino de Santiago. Um, but nonetheless, I thought well, that's pretty cool to, to walk across an entire country from, from coast to coast. Yeah. And the, the GR11 is a beautiful trail. And I thought if I can get myself away for a month, then I reckon I could, I reckon I can get it done in a month. Yeah. And I did. That's so, cool, man. What a way to cap yeah. off what's been a fairly, um, a rough year for everybody in in the worst a lot of ever. different yeah. a lot of different ways. Yeah, uh, yeah. What a way to go and sort of say, well, hey, I've got a good memory of 2020 amongst everything else. I think that's pretty cool. I was really lucky because it it fit perfectly between two serious waves of of COVID. Right. So, yeah. You as just as, more or less as soon as I got back, I was back in lockdown. So I was right. very lucky. Just scraped it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is... Um, was it tough? Like, did you find it challenging? Or, like, you're, you're super fit, man. I'm so uh, impressed watching some of your videos. Did you... Uh, how, many, how many Ks was it? How many were you doing each day? How far did you go? It was 824 kilometres. Wow. And most days were around kind of 25, 26 kilometres. Wicked. Yeah. Through, the, mm. through the sections that were a lot... That had a lot more ascent and descent... We were probably on the lighter side than that, but then in the flatter sections, mm. we were able to do, or I was able to do 40 kilometers a day on a couple Whoa. of occasions. Oh, really? That's impressive. That's huge. That's massive, man. <laughs> yeah. You get trail fit after a while. You get used to it. Or die. Um, yeah. But having said yeah. that, the first day is a killer, actually. From Starting from the Atlantic coast, the first day is... According to the guidebook, it's thirty-one kilometres. So, it's, oh, yeah, man. it doesn't it doesn't begin easy either. <laughs> That's a lot. Uh, yeah, I don't really have um, anything that makes me uh, feel good about myself anymore. No, we can't keep up with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's well done. That's why, that's why we have to get impressive guests because um, <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> Were you on on your own, or did you meet friends on the way, or what happened? I I started on my own and I I was hoping that I was going to meet people because, you know, given the situation, I thought there's probably not going to be too many people on trail, but I met the best, the best dudes. I met yeah. uh, three guys, two, two English guys who were hiking together and uh, a guy from Egypt. Uh, we sounds like, like the start weeks. of a good joke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <it does laughs> an Egyptian and an Englishman and an Australian. Walk, walk into, into a bar. bar. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Oh, but that was such good, 
such good guys to hang out with. We got along really well. I couldn't pry myself away from them for about two weeks, and then I eventually figured, you know, I kind of came out here to to be on my own and go through the the inner journey as well as the outer journey. So I broke off and was I ended up being on my own for two weeks out of four. So mm. yeah, yeah, that's admirable, mate. It is. I've been on those long solo hikes before, and uh, not that length, but uh, you run into people, and you you kind of immediately think, oh, this just feels so good, and um, you know, you, you, it's good fun and everything, and the company's great, and after two days, you realise you miss your family, but to actually then uh, consciously withdraw yourself from what you could just continue to do that for the rest of the time, I assume. Mm. Yeah, you you reach a certain uh, level of uh, you kind of stabilize yourself. Homeostasis is the word I'm looking for. Where you, where you everything becomes normal. You know, it's normal to walk twenty five mm-hmm. kilometers a day, or it's normal to not have a conversation with anyone for two or three days. And mm. yeah, you adjust just like anything. Mm. But that that's the beauty of it. Yeah, adjusting to the. Uh, the new surroundings. Is you that, put yeah. together a few um, mm. videos of that too, didn't you? Yeah, I've got... I originally planned it, that it would be maybe like a four-part series, um, but it's more, looking more like five now. So I've done three. Yeah, yeah. But I've got a couple to go. Still got a few to go. But it takes a while. It's a lot of, a lot of sitting in a chair and <laughs> Mate, editing. and everyone... Yeah sitting in front of a microphone here right now sympathizes with you because we're all done it <laughs> the production yeah. yes the yeah. production it's the it's the um not so fun side of the of the production or of the process um yeah. i think when i download all the video when i get home that's super fun i look back through it and get this is going to be a masterpiece i love it it's so <laughs> awesome and then um three four five six weeks later still editing the same video trying to get it perfect it just uh, you just don't care anymore <laughs> it does your head in yeah yeah no um i, I usually spend two weeks on a video <laughs> yeah that's yeah no you get your stuff out real well yeah you've got a system man yeah, and, and you got um like Amazing. someone to cut your hair for you whenever you want. You don't, you don't <laughs> even have to. Yeah, you don't even you have to get it? out of the chair, mate. You don't <laughs> no, have I'm to. Just you just sitting sit there. The cuts my hair. Uh, and just probably get <laughs> food a, brought to you. I'd imagine. That's a hot efficiency product, like productivity. <laughs> yeah. For, yeah. Well, he was telling us uh, just before we came on air. He was telling us that he has six beverages surrounding him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like four, like four, a four. What did you just knock two off in the time we've no, been I think talking? He said four, honestly, in his <laughs> defence. But he's like a boy scout. He's he's very prepared, isn't he? He is always prepared. Our little odd view. Yeah. He's always prepared. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I even Wait, have a portable What, what are the four beverages? Yeah, that, uh, yeah. That tell us what we don't. Next. Great yeah. question, Chase. Right. Great, great question. Uh, it's uh, nothing exciting. I have to admit, it's it's water. Okay. And it's uh, two types of coffee, one with milk and one without. Oh, wow. And, Hot uh, or cold? Uh, one is almost cold. Yeah. The other okay. one is in a thermo cup. Ah, so right. So it's hopefully warm. Yeah. And uh, one uh, alcohol-free beer. 
Oh. Not, not a beer, but a <laughs> beer. <laughs> I have Watch trouble out, with that word. Beer, yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, you got a bear in your studio? <laughs> Get the out of there. <laughs> and he's drunk. <laughs> oh, very good. Um, one of our uh, guests from Sweden, Thomas Evang, we often bring him up uh, in, in various for various reasons. One of his famous quotes from uh, from his podcast was, Every time, at once a year, they go on this uh, bear watching trip up into the the area of Sweden where the Sami uh, originated, or rather, are still still there, which is the indigenous uh, Sweden Swedish community. Um, yes. I hope I haven't bastardized that. But he um, and he said to us, "Yeah, we go up there." Um, Drinking beers and watching bears. <laughs> so I thought that's I got to get that on a t-shirt. How yeah. could I t-shirt? Yeah. <laughs> hey guys, this, this uh, leads in. Oh, one more question I had was, what's the temperature like over there at the moment? I'm uh, not Oslo, sure. Like you're two? yeah, you're in Oslo. Yeah, it's how, very mild. Hmm. Mild. Yeah. Yeah. Two. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's yeah. mild here as well, maybe maybe seven seven degrees outside oh, wow. or something. Well, that's not uh, bad Celsius. at all. Yeah. Not sure. Do you use Fahrenheit or Celsius? No, no we, don't. we use Celsius, mate. Celsius. Yeah, Fahrenheit. That's kind of overinflating things. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's seven Talking degrees. It's not four hundred degrees. Yeah. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> we need to add stuff on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we just lost all of our U.S. listeners. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, hey guys, we're moving on to exciting part of the a uh, more exciting. No, that's horrible. I just introduced you. A less exciting part <clears throat> of the uh, podcast. Uh, a guest, uh, not a guest, a, a listener wrote in once and suggested that we do a um, a quiz. Right? Uh, well, rather, he wanted some quiz questions, and for some reason, he asked me. Uh, anyway. That kind of started a trend of me trying to come up with a quiz question to try and educate people about Australia as we go. Now, if you do know the answer to this, don't answer because towards the end of the podcast, I'll actually give the answer to everybody. Mm. But uh, you've got all that time to kind of think about it and you're not allowed to Google. What is responsible for more deaths in Australia than Snakes, sharks, and saltwater crocodiles combined. I repeat, what is responsible for more deaths in Australia than snakes, sharks, and saltwater crocodiles combined? What animal? I'm just saying what, Craig? You're not talking car car accidents? No. I'm not be talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Wala bears. Depends how many beers they have, I think. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, let that, let that one sit. Yep. I can think of one. Go. Yeah. Cool. Uh, all right. Straight into news. This one's great. This is a... I usually um, tend to find really um, dark and sad stories to say in the news, but this one's really positive. Um, hiker alive and well... After dying for 45 minutes. That's good news. Ooh. Isn't it? That's real impressive. It's positive. Uh, tell us more. I don't, I don't think it was intentional. No, I don't think it can be much more positive because yeah. that it's literally the opposite of 
something really bad. Could easily be worse. Which you could say is called negative as well. Mm. It's another way of saying it. Yep. Uh, so a hiker was rescued after getting lost overnight in a U.S. national park has been brought back to life despite his heart stopping for 45 minutes. What? That's long. Yeah. Yeah, aged 45. Uh, Michael got lost in the Mount Rainier National Park in freezing conditions. Now, it goes into a, a big article and kind of explains a lot of crazy stuff about the about the body, but... Um, they had pretty much given up on him to a certain extent, but they continued to work on him and pumped his blood uh, with oxygen in a heart-lung machine that removes the carbon dioxide, so it's keeping uh, keeping him fresh. And they, uh, one of the doctors said it was really special to see someone we'd worked on so hard from start to finish, and then to wake up that dramatically and impressively. Huh. Um, so she also, that was uh, Nurse Whitney, she also said he was crying, they were crying, I'm pretty sure everyone was crying. Wow. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's you know, what, what really kind of struck me about this article as well was that he started, and I don't know, I kind of, I don't know whether to laugh at this or not, but... He he is obviously still recovering, but he started hiking after overcoming a serious drug addiction, and which is fantastic, right? I love those sort of stories. Like that's another positive. But I bet he didn't think he was going to get himself into probably more trouble than he trying to get on the straight and narrow. <laughs> See, that's right. He's trying to do the right thing. <laughs> trying to get I'm going better. To stop these drugs. I'm going to get into the outdoors. I'm going to get into hiking. Uh, and then he turns himself into a popsicle oh, for that's 45 terrible. minutes. That's, that's a bad day. That's a really <laughs> that's a bad, bad day. day out. Oh, no. Oh, he, he's quoted Glad saying, he's okay. um, they did, uh, I'll do it in my American accent. They did one heck of a job at keeping me alive, he said. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. But yeah, they, they go on to say that um, the extreme cold, or whilst it can kill it, also acts as a protective effect, um, particularly on the brain, because it doesn't um, allow it to, to heat up and, uh, and, and get brain damage. So it's absolutely phenomenal. And, yeah, just so many positives in that story. Was this a, like a wilderness rescue situation? You said you've, they had a, like a, a breathing <clears throat> machine. So this all happened while he was in the hospital? Yes, so they, let me just see if I can find more details. This, this was a last-minute entry because I thought it was so cool. So oh, I didn't get uh, do your research, I didn't get all the facts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll cut this bit out. Well, he must have been in a hospital, right? Because... Oh, no, no. He got to, sorry, all of that was in a hospital, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he got um, rescued from laying on the ground um, looking mm. like he was dead to... Um, to take being taken back to a hospital and then being worked on and then just uh popping mm. back to life jeez wow good times there you go got some good stories hey, well. or? now we're uh, a good christmas party story <laughs> yeah <that's>, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good. bringing this party down <laughs> the fact that he can go to a christmas party now is mm. is the best part yeah 
Okay. Uh, how's this sound, guys? Move to Arkansas. Collect $10,000 and a free mountain bike as soon as you arrive. What do you think about that? It's a new initiative from that state. Hmm. Are you you considering I'm that very hard there or to being like Tempting. you're going to pack up? <laughs> yeah. 10,000 clams. That's US clams too. That's a lot of money. That's like about 4 million <laughs> Norway dollars or yeah. something, isn't it? What's a Norwegian Can you, uh, dollar? Re- relocate yourself after you collected your bounty. <laughs> I think you have to stay there for a year, <laughs> was what I read. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty cool. So if you don't know where um, Arkansas is, and I didn't, I had to do this thing called Googling. <clears throat> it's nestled between, listen to this, you'll know all these cool places. It's literally in the center, and these are the states circle it. All our US listeners right now are thinking, you don't need to tell me, me where the state is. It's ridiculous and boring. Uh, Kansas, Missouri, Nashville, Tennessee, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas, and Oklahoma. Don't forget Oklahoma. Right in the uh, middle. It's right in the middle of all of those. <clears throat> Bang smack in the middle. And they will literally, if you move there, they will give you $10,000 cash. Th- this is still current, by the way. Uh, we're looking at getting this podcast out in the coming days, and this is still current. Uh, if you don't want a mountain bike, they will give you a year pass to the local museum slash library, I believe, so you can work on your culture. Well, consider your own personal that's circumstances. That settles, that settles it. That's you want it? you don't want the mountain bike though. I want, I want the museum pass. <laughs> Do not consider this as advice. Uh, take you know your own personal circumstances oh, into account. <laughs> I'm scaring Craig every time I give people recommendations. He freaks out that we should have lawyers or something. Yeah. Uh, speaking of lawyers, this is a great segue, Craig. Well done. In episode twenty. Um, I in the news I spoke about that crazy guy, this old guy who went into um, <clears throat> the wilderness somewhere near the Grand Canyon, and oh, Craig's into the ice. Hey, while you're there, mate, Two? put some ice in. Yeah, I'll have. Oh, is that for me? I was gonna say. Oh, he's ready to go. <clears throat> I'll keep. Um, keep keep talking. I'll keep. T- hang on, I got to just get the flask. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you want to put the um, wild turkey? The wild turkey in first? Yeah. We don't know how to do this. Um, that's pretty so good. You guys drinking wild turkey and milk? Is that what's happening there? <laughs> uh, there's eggs as well. <laughs> got the eggs. It's not milk nog, mate. It's egg nog. Uh, it's like, and spices. Is it, it, what does that concern you, Chase? Hmm. No, oh, I'm. No, Proud. (laughs) (laughs) See, um, we set this up so nicely that it's evening here. I mean, yeah, that's right. You guys are middle of the day and tempting, tempting to have a beer. I'm sure of it. Like to go from from being a guy that doesn't drink to going to drinking wild turkey and milk. That's like it's a few steps up. I'm stoked for you. 
Jeez, I constant. I constantly and do stupid things. How come like you've I've, got less in, like actually no, less wild turkey? No, in I there? got more. I think. Okay, good. This is scaring me. I've never seen this done before. He's pouring this milk over the top of the whiskey, and oh, just a big dollop of cream just went in. That's good, but you've got the whiskey sitting on top now. So no, don't worry do you have about to stir it. it or? Just wait, mate. Oh, you're not going like to be the every oh, conversation we that have. That looks better. Just wait a second, because you don't even know what's what's about to happen. <clears throat> Watch this. This is good radio because no. people don't even know what we're doing. Wait, where is it? <clears throat> okay. What I'm doing is pulling out of my lucky bag two swizzle sticks. What are the swizzle sticks made out of, Craig? What? I'll give you the little chubby. Cinnamon sticks, man. Oh, I see. Yeah, Get a yeah. cinnamon stick and, you stir because... and stir up your eggnog. Now, <clears throat> normally, I think you'd already have your... There you go. Take your swizzle right. stick. Yep. Normally, you'd have your... Take that as well. That's going to oh, make okay. a mess. That's yours to keep. Just leave it in there. It's like a cigar. Um, normally, you'd, you'd obviously mix your alcohol in, but I just oh, didn't yeah, know. Sounds good. Man, you put a truckload in there. Yeah, you got two I'm shots I'm not going to make it through no, this. you're not. But okay. you can try. So, are you getting... Hang on. Are you getting a nice consistency there? Yeah, it's looking good. All right. Um, gentlemen, you've got a drink there. Can we do a cheers? <coughs> I do have a drink. Do right. a drink. Yeah, I'd be in. Uh, you don't have four arms, but at least pick up one of your drinks. <laughs> I have large. Uh, I have large hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for them all. Drinks. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Cheers. Let's hear it. Cheers. Let's get cheers. that in front of the mic, Craig. Right in front of him. Ah, oh. oh, cheers. How was it? Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Cra yeah, I didn't think you'd like it, Craig. But oh, my God. That's tasty. It is Wow, good. wow, mm -hmm. wow. I followed a recipe off a chef I quite like on um, on YouTube, and there's two parts of eggnog you can get horribly wrong, and that's when you, if you heated the milk and burnt it, game over, start again. But what's worse than that is if you add the hot milk to the... Um, egg yolks and you basically just get a chunky omelette drink that would be disgusting so i i took it very 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 slow and calmly followed mm. his advice and it's like drinking uh smooth alcoholic custard <laughs> it is actually yes very nice oh wow things just went up a notch boys mm. Woo. okay so you got some spices in there yeah yeah it's there? got um Cloves, real cloves. I ran them through the um, the little blender thing, and um, nutmeg and cinnamon. Yes. I believe that's it. Yeah. I'm it's got <laughs> six six uh, farm fresh eggs from my own very own chickens. Very good. In there, Ooh. six yolks. Local and the, eggnog. Yeah, it is local. Yeah, my backyard, brother. Wow, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I'm so glad I did. Thank you, Tom. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, okay, so yeah, back to episode 20. There's this guy who, this kind of um, little bit of a, oh, what do you call those? What's the word for a person who's a little bit out there? Eccentric, that's the word I'm looking for. This eccentric guy went off into the wilderness, um, buried uh, a treasure chest, <clears throat> told the world that he buried this treasure chest in this general area and they were free to it was free to go to where whoever found it 
Uh, it drove people insane. Um, at least four people have died. Four, really? Four, yeah, four people definitely, and then you know, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One was um, this giant ball that rolled down this tunnel. <laughs> this sounds like the Goonies, man. Tomb <laughs> Raider. Yeah, it was something like that. Um, so at least four people have died. Uh, one guy in particular repelled into the Grand Canyon in winter. Uh, he didn't survive that. Um, but... He the the eccentric man died in September, but previous to his death, it was found in what? July. What? Do you remember yeah, the I podcast, remember Craig, where you were saying it's all it's a hoax, and everyone was saying it was a hoax, yep. and he's full of it. He's you know he's just trying to he's getting people killed. It's not real. It's a stupid. It's a hundred percent real. A guy found it's over a million dollars really? in in gold uh, in this treasure chest. He found it. You're kidding! Wow! I'm serious? A million dollars in gold? No, no, one million. <clears throat> oh, yeah. One million, yeah, over over one million. So we. I can't. That's excellent that it was real. Like that but, it was. Yeah, yeah, people yeah. People not doing but, this for no reason. I mean, I, you got to think those the families of the four people who died uh, at least. At least we didn't find out later that it was a hoax, and you go, "Oh my god, they died for nothing." At least there was something in it. Mm. Yeah, but I just thought that what an incredible um, cap off to that story. I mean, I remember thinking because there's videos of this guy um, talking to you know news channels and stuff, and he just you just can't, you just don't know whether to trust him. He's like some oh, some eccentric dude off a movie or something. It's very strange. I mean, the whole idea is strange. He wrote some kind of a poem or something, which was supposed to um, direct you there too. So, so he put a big chest out there. Was it buried? Yeah, yeah, he buried a. Apparently, I think so. Yeah, he buried a treasure chest, and mm. so, so the clues were a, were a poem. Uh, I believe some sort of a, a script. Just a poem. Just no, yeah, that's all. Yeah, nothing else. <clears throat> no coordinates Far or anything. But uh, yeah, what a, I, I I stumbled across that. This week and thought no way because I, I was so adamant that he was a fake. So yeah, um, rest in wow. peace, mate. You you were legit. He, he obviously he knew about it in July, um, but he was a little embarrassed about how much attention it had gained and how I guess people died from it as well. That he didn't really want to come out and you know publicly say I told you so, but. Um, uh, which, yeah, and in a way, I respect that as well. Each to their own. Huh. This is why America is the land of opportunity. This is the land of opportunity. You can, you can what other country? Arkansas, Tell me. It does it. Get a free mountain bike. Get a free mountain bike <laughs> and, and, ten, and 10 grand. And 10 grand. <laughs> and 10 grand. And, and, and a museum pass. What <laughs> Probably other country? Probably ankle bracelet. <laughs> what other country in the last, I mean, yeah, maybe like, a thousand years ago you could but what other country in this decade can you go and dig for a legitimate um treasure chest yeah that's cool Do- doesn't exist it's an increasingly <laughs> rare thing it is yeah it's not, it almost uh, sounds like uh do you know do you guys know about the uh the book the secret which is all, yeah. all these clues to buried treasure in a, in America. Oh, is that what that's meant and, to be? 
is that it's what a, that's yeah, meant it's, to it's be? A, yeah, it's a book. I think it came out in the seventies. I'm not. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. No, I'm thinking. And of... it's it has maybe twelve, ten, twelve buried treasure with clues. Oh to wow! Find. Oh what? Awesome. That's cool. Uh, we need to start two, something no, like three, that. Uh, three or four. Craig, we should start like a high good high treasure chest. Chuck, I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, fifty bucks sure. in it or something. Fifty bucks. And uh, <laughs> give an people a, an egg yeah. eggnog recipe. Recipe, yeah. It's, and, it's worth it. And just tell them a vague kind of area of where it is. Oh, that's cool. No, I kind of had this idea after I did the through hike that we could i've loved it already sign me up yeah <laughs> you could combine through hiking with like uh, a treasure kind of challenge so you have like volunteers that bring out little <clears throat> things that you would love on your hike and then you get you get texted clues or something to maybe find out where where this little treasure chest is and you get there and it's like a six pack of cold beers. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, or um, a new sleeping bag. Or lint chocolate. <laughs> or, yeah. yeah, like anything that you'd want on a hike. Oh, like yeah. a jar of peanut butter. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Hey, Chase, how, how did you how'd you go on this hike? Was it um, the longest one you've you've done on, on that scale? Yeah. yeah. Easily. Easily well, the longest. By, and by so, what, 39 days? <laughs> that's good that's yeah, great and did you up, upgrade heaps of your gear beforehand or um did you did you have any stories about your gear yeah i did have to essentially buy a whole new set of ultralight gear <clears throat> yeah of course because i had to obviously i had to carry all this stuff for a month but i also had my camera and my tripod because i filmed the whole thing mm microphones, hair dryers, um, you know, extra, yeah, <laughs> I just straighten my hair, yep. um, <laughs> you know, like batteries for cameras and stuff like that, so, wow. yeah, I had, I had a lot of extra weight, so I wanted to slim down my, my mm. uh, total pack weight and try and get it under, like, 10 kilos, yeah. which wow. I did in, in the end, but I was close enough. Craig you- loves it when I bring up, on our first hike, he took an iPad, he loves it when I tell people that. <laughs> Yeah, he thinks, oh, that's the funniest joke you've got. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's really good. It's not funny. Thanks, man. Hey, um, I remember looking at you, and I don't know if I wanted to laugh or punch you in the face. (laughs) (laughs) I was disgusted. Just disgusted. Anyway, both make sense, really. Um, Stop talking about it. I've had a tiny little sip of alcohol, and now I'm emotional. Oh, jeez. what, yeah. what do you guys think about oh, God, that's good. amplified music in the oh. <laughs> in the outdoors on a hike? No, like if someone brings a Bluetooth speaker. Yeah, we've all no, we've all that, no. They're just okay. I'm each not to a fan, their own. Actually. Good, good. Thank you. And I'm a musician. <clears throat> each to each to their own. Uh, as long as I don't have to hear it, do whatever you want. <laughs> Bring headphones. How yeah, about that? Yeah. Walk around with oh. headphones. I would normally be. In that camp, I definitely like to hear the, the sounds of nature. <clears throat> but when you're out, when you're when you're going for a month, it it was it was nice to have some 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 tunes. Yeah, yeah all right. Well, guys, see, that's context. One of the English guys brought brought one. Oh, I he probably was, had rubbish tunes though. Those English, some, some no, tunes. English know how to oh, no, how to rock. He just wanted to. No, he had a great. He, had a he great brought one tune. <laughs> 
Yeah, just just one song. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of Blur? Have you heard Blur? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Uh, oh, uh, very good. Very good. So many. Bring things. us back, Tom. What were you so talking about? I go to Wranglers. Uh, I'm looking forward to see. Uh, see, I'm going to see the videos, Chase. You said you made three, right? I've got three so far. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I'm a look, I'm, I'm a, you're, uh, it's intriguing. I'm going to see them afterwards. Yeah. Did you upgrade your tent and everything? It would have been a big investment, mate. Did you have to like get a whole new set of gear or not? Uh, there was quite a lot of things that I that I still kept from my old kit. Like all my kitchen gear was the same. That was already pretty light. Um, I got a new new sleeping bag and a new tent. That was the main thing. Would have been, yeah. Oh, well, that's three grand gone. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> where, 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 where do you, do you shop, anything? man? Where do you shop? <laughs> oh, man, my sleeping bag was $800 and my yeah. um, my hammock setup's close to a grand. Tents can be close to a grand. What yeah. sort of tent did you end up with, Chase, can we ask? Yeah, I got a, I got a tent from, the, uh, from uh, Ukraine and it's called Lightway Equipment is the brand. Shout out to the... So those guys, um, <laughs> that was part of the agreement, though, it's, wasn't it? You've like got to give shelter. Them, you have to give them a shout out, or else people will turn up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Some Ukrainian guy with a shotgun. You didn't mention the tits. <laughs> no. You said it wrong. <laughs> no, he's it's just like a one man show, like a, like a cottage brand, and making really nice lightweight gear for. Like cycle touring and mm. and long distance hiking, but yeah, really, it's. it's Did not... you sleep in a tent all the all the time? Yeah, or... like ninety percent of the time. Like we we went into refuges. I think I spent maybe two nights. Yeah, two nights in ref in the refuges, and sometimes we'd stay at camping grounds in in uh, in the valleys. Maybe four, five yeah. nights in camping grounds. Other than that, it was all all wild camping, which was beautiful. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's something anyway, a little bit. We're I mean, digressing. As yeah, as you know, like we just don't have that magnitude of uh, terrain over here, and and when you do, mm. you tend to find yourselves, um, I guess, heavenly, heavenly. That's the um, eggnog speaking. Um, heavily monitored in that, you know, there's a, you're not allowed to camp there, you go to camp in the campgrounds and all that. Mm. And I get it. I'm not against it. When you have that many people traveling through an area, you got to do it. Mm. But yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful thing, man. I'm glad you got to do that. It sounds like a proper adventure. Oh, you know who's into proper adventures and who's getting really good at hiking now? Our little friend Oddbjorn, mate, you you've come a long way, mate. You've come a long, yeah, you have. I I was watching one of your um, last videos, and you look like you are you're a man of the mountains now. I remember when when we were first speaking about this, you had only just started to do overnight mm. hikes. Was my recollection? You were just calling it camping, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and that gave that away a little bit that you hadn't, you know, fully developed the the outdoor living sort of side of things. So, 
It's good, man. You, you seem to be really comfortable out there now, and you're doing some long trips, and mm. videos are spectacular. So you must have to thank you go long distance for all that stuff. I'm still learning, though. Hey, we we it's, are too. Uh, it's uh, but I'm I'm, uh, I'm getting more and more comfortable. Uh, I'm not overthinking things too much anymore. Yeah. In the beginning, you tend to kind of overanalyze and over yeah. overthink. Well, I think that's kind of, that's kind of what I meant was when I said you look comfortable, like you actually can see that reflecting in the videos. You can just tell the way that you move around uh, your campsite, the way you move around your equipment, the way you decide on where you're going to camp. Like it just looks like you're comfortable now, and that's um, yeah. I, I it really stood out to me. I was, I was yeah, that's great, man. You're mm. really getting after it and getting those crazy photographs that take the extra work thank you yeah it's uh, it's it's like in uh, with all things i think you just have to jump in with both feet feet and <laughs> you learn as you go hmm. <laughs> that's a good attitude uh okay i sent you guys a video or it might have been a facebook link bridge for animals did you see that that was oh, so good. cool so they, cool. they created this bridge and the the purpose of it was purely to to transport animals over this this busy area and they even put gravel <clears throat> on it like it kind of looks like a derelict bridge at first i thought it was an old bridge but what you realize is they've deliberately put logs and rocks and boulders and gravel uh on this bridge just to make it um less uh, human i guess and they set cameras up to to record night and day what uh what was what was passing by and it was just so cool like the stuff that was um that was going over this bridge and you think imagine if all that traffic was trying to wrangle itself uh, across highways and stuff like that it's a fantastic idea mm. where Very was this Oh, it's, it's in Utah. Utah, thank you. Again, um, uh, just <clears throat> I, I'm running off my phone tonight because I got here and I forgot my power lead for my laptop. So mm. just winging it, man. It's all good. <laughs> yeah. oh, look, I didn't read the backstory. I saw the I saw the bridge. Do you reckon that works? Is that what they're trying to say? Well, they or did, is this? No, no, no. Yeah, I think it works for sure. I mean, we've got. Uh, have you seen when you drive around where they have um, these massive fences along sections of of road and then every kilometre they'll have a big log that goes up and then over 90 degrees and then down the other side of the fence. That's specifically for if a possum or a koala gets trapped within the... Um, the two fences and can't find its way off the um, that main road. It can find that trunk of that log to mm. climb over. They also do those, um, you know, those possum um, ladders. They'll put them. They'll put possum ladders between posts, and the possums will climb up the post and go over the roads and then climb down the other side. Mm. So yeah, they I think they're fairly um, proven to work. Right, a significant bit of um, infrastructure, though. Oh to, yeah, it's for, a lot of work. Like a big bridge. Jesus, Craig's always thinking about money over animals, <laughs> don't you? 
<laughs> as long as it works. Jeez, man. What's the life of a moose worth to you? <laughs> Did they have to put food for the moose to get the moose on their thing? Or does it actually just naturally uh, find its way across? I think. <clears throat> I guess it's natural. All right. No, it's cool, man. Oh, thanks I for ruining more of that. Super oh, yeah. Important. I think it's a good idea. If that works. That's incredible. <clears throat> the, um, moose crossing in Norway is, uh, is kind of a problem, actually. So yeah. there are r- real long stretches which has fences and gaps where mm-hmm. the moose cross. And uh, just driving from Oslo to where my wife lives up in England, uh, last time I drove, I think I saw 12 moose along the road, just standing along the road, and someone and running over. So it's, it's wow. quite <laughs> Super scary when you see them. At I least mean, at night. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they come out of nowhere. I, I saw one, we were driving up to like the middle of Sweden, and I'd, I'd never seen a moose in my life, and this thing just came out of nowhere, and it was huge. Like its stomach <laughs> was at yeah. the height <laughs> of the roof of the car. Like a really large horse. Jeez. Just absolute monster, yeah. Big, I met a few while horse. hiking, it's... Uh... It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's They're that's pretty friendly, one of, are they? It's one of uh, my. They animals. are quite uh, skittish. Uh, yeah. If they if if they calves like up to one to two year, they mm. can be quite curious, and mm. then they co- they come a bit close, maybe fifty me- fifty meters or so, and they bolt off. Mm. But if if you run into a mother with a calf, then just back off. <laughs> yeah. It's not worth yeah. it. I've seen a video yeah, of a dude getting mowed down. Just kind of squashed into the ground. This moose hit this guy and just pressed him into the ground. Mm. Um, I would I would r- r- rather encounter a beer than a moose mother. With a <laughs> really? Well, that's yeah, a, I think that's so, a yeah. big call, man. I don't know. 99% of the beers are very cool in Norway. Mm-hmm. Quite cool. Even the odd ones. <laughs> Strange, 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 <laughs> strange, strange bears. Odd bears. The, uh, the, I think the thing, though, is as I think the curiosity could get you out of trouble, too. I've seen another video of this guy, and he comes face-to-face with it, probably, say, 15 metres away uh, on this trail, and he puts his arms up <clears throat> with his fingers out, kind of like antlers, and he's moving his head from side to side, and this, this moose is just captivated. Just can't quite work out what it's, it's literally would never this was in uh alaska literally has never seen a human before and then sees this thing coming out with these arms and stuff and uh yeah it was, it was very chilled out though again not not a mother with a calf so that's a different story anyway why am i the authority on moose I've never even seen one <laughs> all of a sudden uh hey i've got a couple of best of 2020 uh news articles and i won't go into them with too much detail but these are just three of my favorites from the year one was when we had the severe bushfires in australia they were airdropping uh massive bundles of carrots and potatoes down to all of the uh, the animals so um uh yeah patty melons kangaroos wallabies uh obviously um just anything that would eat it i guess but there's some really cool photos of these dudes chucking out like 
tons and tons of um, vegetables out the back of um, planes and helicopters and stuff. And then uh, other photos from the ground of, of animals, um, you know, gathering around and eating these carrots. Uh, so that was, I thought that was a pretty good news story. That's great. Yeah, I know. It's good. It's such a really cool idea as well, um, especially when you think about how much food is wasted um, every it's day. A great idea. You know, what's wrong with just piling that onto helicopters and chucking it out the window? So it's a win-win. At first, I thought they uh, they were chucking it into the fire before you said to them. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, we we don't know anything about fires over in Australia. Hey, you put fires we'll out. just try anything. I don't know. <laughs> chuck carrots in it. it. Yeah, chuck potatoes in it. Look, if it doesn't work, we'll get roast potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> At the very least. Uh, <laughs> there was another um, there was another video and of a trail cam actually very similar to that bridge. Uh, and again, to all of our listeners, there will be all of these videos in the podcast show notes page of our website. So you can actually watch the videos instead of listening to me very badly describe it. <clears throat> it's a camera set up at this log, which goes across this little stream. And this guy leaves it set up for months and then he edits up the footage and the, the craziest stuff goes across this, um, uh, yeah, it's crazy stuff, and it, people write the funniest comments in the on YouTube as well. Like, oh, it looks like um, that same black bear going to and from work each day, mm. <laughs> <laughs> cruising across this log. Uh, and then the last one, which was just purely because it was unusual, was: Have you ever heard of an app called What Three Words? No. no. Okay, every square meter of the Earth is mapped on this app uh and it's mapped with three words and they're very very um very random words uh they don't make any sense whatsoever that's not the point the point is only one square meter in the world will have the same combination of three words okay you starting to get the idea <laughs> so it's just a bit of a fun thing like uh i looked up um craig's place and it was something like um Okay, something about a spoon or something. It was just funny, like, it's just three words, liquid, spoon, or something like that. And what you can do then is use the app and look up that exact square meter. So what happens is <clears throat> these um, hikers were down, um, I can't remember the location now. It was in Australia. They were lost, didn't exactly know where they were, and one of them was injured. Then... They couldn't explain where they were. They're in the wilderness. They didn't have GPS coordinates. They just couldn't. They, but they did have cell phone coverage. So they're trying to communicate with the uh, ambulance that's coming to get them. And one of the uh, <clears throat> ambulance workers said, "Do you have, you know, do you have full cell phone coverage?" And they said, "Yeah." And she said, "Download this. Go, go and download this app." So while they're there, to get off the phone, they download the app. Uh, this is my recollection of a story a very long time ago. Uh, and then <clears throat> she says, tell me what three words come up for where you are standing. And she told him the three words and the ambulance was able to get go to exactly drive as close as they could and then hike into the exact location in one square meter, within one square meter. 
Mm. Well, that's wow. a pretty cool way of using a essentially a, uh, a silly kind of fun app <laughs> to actually save somebody <laughs> who was in distress. Yeah, I remember when you brought that up once, and yeah, it was, <laughs> it's crazy that there's um there's no combinations that'll be equal be matched anywhere in the world like mm. it's because of the way it's designed but yeah i think you did tell it slightly better on the last podcast i probably had um some information in front of me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the actual article <laughs> but no that's a pretty cool story i do know what you mean so that's on the show notes that's awesome yeah yeah i'm not meant to retell that i'm just telling you to go look at it it's really cool. it's one of my favorites hey we've got um this guy called kurt from florida sends me this email and he says that he recently found our podcast on spotify and he's doing he was at the time doing some extra training for a a difficult hike and it's in utah as well we're just talking about utah in park city utah reaches elevations of uh almost twelve thousand feet it's a 13 hour 18 mile round trip a day hike and there's a 4400 foot elevation gain throughout the day that's a pretty significant day uh he said this is interesting i always find it interesting what people think are useful podcasts out of what we have produced and one of them was the hiking fitness one we did and the hiking ethics episode we did and then and this is exactly what i wrote back to him i can't remember i can't believe another person said this we did this long episode called what's in your pack we basically quite literally listed every ridiculous thing in our pack and we weren't even gonna put this podcast out we were just we thought it was you know just seemed to drag on and on but he's he says that's one of the Uh, They learned a lot from us, and it helped them plan for the trip. Um, He says he's caught up on all the podcasts, which is, again, unbelievable. People go to that level. But he just wanted to say thanks so much for the help and and the information that we're kicking out to the world, as he says. Kurt, I say this all the time. I say this all the time. People are sick of hearing it. You're probably sick of hearing it because you're caught up on all the podcasts. Um, it it does. Uh, it, it just humbles me every time somebody takes time to write a message and say how they've used some of the information in one of the episodes to actually go and uh, go and get get something done, or it's inspired them, or it's been a catalyst to get something done. Uh, I would also recommend episode twenty five with Chase Tucker mm. if you're into the old mountain fitness and that sort of thing. That was a good one. How's that, Chase? So, Pretty good plug. So, what's in plug. your? Thank you. Sorry, I ruined the plug. I ruined the plug. <laughs> no, 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 you didn't. No, no. it's all good. Do it again. <laughs> I was just asking if, if there's one thing that you never leave without oh. when you go on a overnight hike. One uh, thing from your backpack, not counting food and water and. Okay. Okay. Please. Okay. Okay. Wow. Um, incredible question. I mean, one thing that's ridiculous. 
What are you talking about, Robbie? That's ridiculous. Stop asking. Such my my mind's questions. going crazy. It's it's like a drunk monkey running around <laughs> trying to just gra- grab that's anything. The yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> Take you failed. with you. Uh, I was the first thing that came to mind was uh, emergency beacon. Safety. Yeah. So per- personal Safety. locator beacon. Um, I think that's. But then I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if you include that with boring stuff uh then i thought knife i'm just big on carrying a knife because of the multitude of tasks it can do but i guess really it should the choice should be like i've got this really cool sol emergency bivy it's uh i probably like smaller than wraps rolls up smaller than the size of your fist and uh it, it would literally save your life if you found yourself in a position where you were separated from your gear or your sleeping bag was drenched with rain or something like that well that's a tough question man craig you answer it while i drink some eggnog (laughs) (laughs) yes and then we'll get back to that plug because that episode is one of my favorites but um i i get that question i think you're trying to say what's your most valuable piece of gear is that what you're also trying to say because I mean, like you've got uh, yeah. Well, no, don't say your slippers that you wear. Right? <laughs> <laughs> God, Craig. Hang on, I'm talking for a minute. Okay, hang on, so, hang on. say slippers then. <laughs> say iPad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Take your iPad with you. Um, I yeah, I, I don't know. There's so many different assets out there, like from shelter to sleeping to um, food and, and your gear that you no, wear. No, don't worry about food and water. That was the exactly. caveat, wasn't it? Stuff that you wear and stuff like that, maybe not. Maybe we could limit it to what you can carry in your hand. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, that eliminates you. Well, no, you could put your slippers on your hands, I guess. You'd, look, you'd probably look equally as ridiculous. Yeah, no, uh, I think we're always going to go to safety first because yeah, once you've got uh, your gear covered... you'd have to go to safety first. If you've got your basic gear covered, then there's always some safety stuff you should take Yeah, that some people don't take. Um, we always carry... I always carry snake bite uh, bandages. I think that's pretty important in Australia, mm-hmm. uh, which are also compression bandages if you break something. So um, they double as that and... Yeah, I mean, if you... Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that the PLB, personal locator beacon, I mean... Yeah. Whatever happens to you, you just hit the button and huddle, huddle up and wait, and uh, they'll pin, pinpoint your um, location. Yeah. yeah. Sends an SOS out. Which um, is, is that okay, Odbian? Do we pass? Or you you, you passed the test. Oh, thank goodness! <laughs> thank goodness. He's a, a harsh uh, master. The old Odbian <laughs> <laughs> sits in silence, sipping his four drinks. Uh, fantastic segue though, so I do appreciate it. I just purchased a new PLB, Craig. Oh, hot dang! I did uh. it. I've I had a um I can't remember the brand name of the other one, but it was basically a one-use SOS device. The aerial folds out, the antenna folds out. You hit the button, uh, and it'll emit that um your location for 24 hours to every um, satellite that it can connect with. Um, so fantastic piece of kit. There's nothing wrong with that. After five years, they can't guarantee the battery life any longer, so you have to um, basically return it mm-hmm. and purchase a brand new one, uh, mm. which 
because it costs the same amount of money. You so get. yours, had, yours had run out. I knew that. So you've had to buy a new. I've just, I've just bought one too. So I haven't told you this. Oh, I haven't told you this. So this is cool. This is amazing. So what did you end up buying? I bought a Garmin Inreach. So did I. Oh my god, did we just become <laughs> best friends? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Do you want to go and do karate in the garage? Yes. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah, I just want to inreach too, so it's on its way, yeah. actually. Um, yeah, I just received mine last week because I, I just put it – I did a lot of research into it. <clears throat> what As a father, um, both you gentlemen are not fathers. Am I correct in saying that? Several. Correct. Yes, you are yeah, correct. That, that, you know that could have been really awkward. That could have been so <laughs> – that could have been a terrible question. Um <laughs> <laughs> when I transitioned into fatherhood, prior to that, I didn't care if I was out in the in the wilderness and couldn't, um, you know, communicate with anybody, and I didn't care if um, nobody could communicate with me. I'd just be, I'd, I'd have the beacon, and if I knew that if I got into trouble, I'd just hit that button and yeah. sit and wait. Okay, yeah. Yeah. so um, no problems there. But as I moved into being a father, all of a sudden, I kind of wanted to know if something happened um, back at home. I wanted to know immediately, not, not that I could get there in a hurry, but at least I can uh, offer some kind of communication and support and then make my way back. Mm. Um, that's kind of what it eventually got to was that I wanted that two-way communication and, and Garmin Enrich allows you to Bluetooth to your phone. You can write all your messages in that uh, and send them through the satellite yeah, and satellite. also receive, you can send your, uh, which I thought was a really cool thing because my kids always ask where I'm going on if, if Craig and I go away for three days or five days or whatever, ask where we're going and that sort of thing. And I thought, be so cool now i can actually send them a waypoint um you know two three times a day and they can actually watch the progress across a map yeah but you don't have to do that it actually does it automatically they can keep it does track it of you. but it depends what plan you get because if um it it records it every 10 minutes but it doesn't send it every 10 minutes i see because if you send it every 10 minutes i think it costs you 15 cents every 10 yeah. minutes <laughs> hey did you chase have any sort of um positioning um sort of beacon if you got in trouble no shamefully i didn't I don't, <laughs> uh i have a uh, magellan gps unit but i never use it it yeah. sits in the bottom of my pack and i didn't even bring it on uh, on this trip i think the uh the situation over there is, is it's quite frequently that you have phone reception right so it was it was kind of fine. Fairly but if so. I was going somewhere wild, like properly wild, because this wasn't wilderness, but if I was going somewhere, you know, north of Norway, uh, Alaska, somewhere, you know, Tassie mm. to some extent, I'd be definitely mm. getting one of those. Even sure. some of the, like we went on a, um, we did the, the stints and hike down at Lamington National Park, and that was three brutal grueling days in the rain and uh, it was just there's a, a light trail but if you got stuck in the middle of that you'd be in big trouble mm. Mm. and that's only a couple of days from civilization 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's it's about if you get in trouble. We we've never had to use it. So mate, you can go on several through hikes and never need it. So you don't carry one. That's fine. But um, it's not just about emergency though. It's all about using the satellite to just text home, say hey, got here. You know, I think that counts for something for the people that were at home. Yeah, that, and that's what I kind of meant by prior yeah. prior to having the kids. I don't, you know, there's nobody really waiting for me so it didn't really matter but yeah but i now yeah i just feel like uh that i can sort of say all good just rolled up to camp uh all good text you in the morning yeah 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 yeah. i got it because i'm gonna go out with with my boy a bit now too so i just want to have that sort of extra Mm. level of security when i'm off grid because in australia like we went on a three-day hike me and tom just recently and three days we had no phone coverage and yeah, zero. There's, there's zero chance of yeah. If you want to just send a message home or or whatnot, so yeah, it's a pretty pretty good bit of gear. Mm. Yeah, I'm impressed with it. 100 grams. The thing's tiny. Can't believe how small it is when it turned up. Oh, cool. I'm glad you got one, dude. Yeah, I feel safer knowing that you've got one. Ooh. We've both got one. Can yeah. just <laughs> let him off at the same time. There's two safer as well. Yeah, that's good. Knowing mate. you guys are safe. Well, yeah, <laughs> well, really. I mean, they, if they anyone must make pretty cool noises when you set them off. Surely, <laughs> if anyone needs them, it's us. So you guys <laughs> go about your business. Don't worry about us. We're all good now. Uh, it's time for Tom's magical mystery media mashup. It's a segment. It's a thing. It's happening right now. And I sent you guys a couple of links. Uh, I never even do that for Craig. Do you kind of understand how privileged you guys are? I, I don't tell Craig anything. That's true. So I don't. True. I, so true. People think every episode when I say that, I, I'm sure people laugh and go, well, I'm sure he tells him what he's going to talk about in the news. I don't tell him anything. No. Nothing. I just don't. No. Nada. The reason I told you guys, because usually if I'm sitting next to Craig, I can actually play the video. Uh, on the screen and we can sort of talk about it together but uh did anyone have time to check out the ghosts above i know i sent that one through pretty late yes i saw it. that was the sony alpha film yeah that was cool (laughs) that was um fantastic i liked it it got a lot of criticism because of the um the nature the of a thing, yeah, yeah, that's correct, yeah, hundred yeah. percent, and even in the comments, they're getting they're getting slayed in the comments um, for purely their their mission was to try and look for um, the body. Correct me if I'm wrong. It was Mallory that some people believe was the first people to first person to summit. Is it correct? Yeah, I think so. And yeah. so yeah. He, they found his body uh, years ago. But his offsider's body has never been found. And what they figure is that his offsider, and apologies, I can't remember his name, his offsider. Ir- Irvine? No. It's, it was something um, as prestigious yeah. as that for sure. I think it was, yeah, Irvine or Irv, Yeah, I think it was Irvine. He they would think that he would be the one with the camera in his pocket with the photograph on the summit, which would rewrite the history books because they never made it down alive. Um, 
nobody knows if they ever summited, but what they think is from what they found, it seemed like they were on their way back down. So they're, 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 they're just not sure. Like it's 50-50. Did he or didn't he? We'll never know. But like Odbjorn just alluded to, <clears throat> They did this on a lot of false pretenses. Uh, not not sure. It hasn't really sunk in. I mean, I only just watched it. it hasn't really sunk in whether I like the the, the premise yet. Um, the cinematography and the, the story was fantastic. It's got a guy like uh, Renan Ozturk. I think that's how you pronounce it. Craig, you know, um, oh, what's his name from Free Solo? Um, yeah, Alex uh, Honnold. Alex, yeah. Honnold. Alex. Yeah, so Alex Honnold's very close with Renan. In fact, Craig oh. and I went to that. Uh, we went to the movie festival in Tasmania. Mm. And do you remember that film where Alex Honnold went to? I think it was Antarctica, and yes. he was okay. So the guy that he was with, with the shaggy brown hair, is Renan. Oh, did he make this film? Correct. He's in. Oh, it. Wow. He's in it as well. Yeah, oh, I was <clears> on the edge of my seat. I honestly, the whole. F- little film is 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 fan- fantastic and the the music is incredible yeah yeah no it's oh it's well put together it, it <laughs> no no doubt about it felt the felt like my fear of heights just came out of me all of a sudden the moment <laughs> i'm watching this thing so yeah, yeah it's, it's it, very good very it's worth good. putting on the show notes for everyone to have a look i think it's cool yeah because it's um on the sony alpha obviously it's um you know done with their new camera and then that kind of led me down a rabbit hole to his other film called Moonwalk, which only just came out that in... That was amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah, that only came out in August. I knew you'd like that one, would have been being a, a mad photographer yourself. Obviously, uh, it, that one comes across as a little bit of a commercial at the start. It's like a bit of an advertisement. They talk about the A7S III um, a fair bit, but then when they finally get to the, the story, what they're trying to do is they've got this um, wire between... Two of the, um, what would you call those? How would you describe those? Two of the, the vertical features in the middle of nowhere. Pinnacles. Yeah, sort of two pinnacles, two big towers, and this guy's. Um, they call it slacklining. They call those crazy people. Is that what they call it? It is slacklining. Yeah, I mean, in the old days, we used to call that tightrope walking. Except they do it without. <laughs> they do it without the pole, and this guy did it without a harness or anything. And in the dark. In the dark, yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. So in the dark, that's a very, very good point. What they were trying to achieve was this perfect shot where he would uh, come into frame, walk between these two pinnacles, and be framed in the background by the full moon. And it was absolutely incredible considering they went out there month after month, things kept going wrong every full moon and then they finally got it but what was almost i just couldn't fathom the detail in which was being picked up on the face of the moon by that camera just blew my mind that's a good zoom lens (laughs) it was ridiculous you could see craters and this little silhouette of this guy um slack lining across this this void it was incredible. Really cool. Really cool. Um, I got a lot. Craig's just stuck out to the toilet. He thinks he sneaks off and nobody knows, but he's gone to the, he's gone to the little boys' room, and uh, he doesn't really know that I mentioned that until he goes back and edits 
the podcast later. It's a hilarious <laughs> joke that I do. You out as him. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> Always. We would never have known. <laughs> uh, very good. Uh, yeah, the reason I got so much, um, so many videos in here tonight is because I know we're just about to, this is our last episode for the year, and we're just about to hit that kind of festive season, and people probably be sitting around wanting to watch some inspiring stuff, and I think that's a good start. The next one I want to discuss was, um, what's you doing over there, Craig? Just making a drink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, you're taking ages to make a drink. Um, <laughs> there's uh, the one called Why Do I Hike? That one, a lot of that resonated with me. What, what was a little, I don't like, I, I've made a documentary and so I, it's it's hard work and I don't want to hack on anybody, but I, f- I felt that the narration would, was dragging me back out of the story a little too abruptly sometimes um, because my, my interpretation of it is I don't think that the filmmaker can speak English or at least not well enough, so I think he got a, somebody to, to narrate the film. That's my rough understanding. I was um, wondering about that because he had an American accent, basically. I thought he was British. Maybe it was British, yeah. I can't British, remember. yeah, but it but really, it really either stood way, it sounded. <clears throat> yeah, yeah so, and sounded it took me natural. a while to work out who's who's narrating this. But but then the guy would talk and he'd have subtitles, so it kind of threw me off a bit. So as I said, I'm not I'm not just forget about that because the the sentiment of the film and some of the things that ran, um, that really kind of struck me was that that conversation around and i mean you you spoke of it earlier chase around searching for something deeper within oneself and basically utilizing hiking as that tool to do that which mm. i think i i think i could speak for all four of us here i'm definitely i know that we go out for different reasons oddburns out there filming and photography uh you know the rest of us are capturing film and, and memories and that sort of stuff but really the essence of it when all that stops in the afternoon and you brew yourself a coffee or whatever and just sit there i mean that's the real part of the adventure there it's the bits that you mm. don't see on the camera and uh that's where i get that level of enlightenment that you can't get in society mm. so yeah i liked that uh, I think it's detox. A, big, a, a mm. big reason for people to go go out and go hiking and this one of the things that i was really excited about for the gr11 that long hike that i just did was to have nothing else to do other than walk and sleep and eat basically <clears throat> you just really simplify your yeah what a privilege yeah like what a fantastic privilege. yeah ultimate privilege people sure. people think that's that sounds boring to them but uh, just, it's hard to explain and that's why this audience is easy to explain to these people it's easy mm. to explain it to you you understand it you get it that's what we're here for uh if you're listening to this podcast and thinking about getting into hiking you're probably already guessing that there's something there that you don't know about you, you don't know what you just you just think it might be somewhere out in the wilderness and i could almost guarantee it is out there you just got to 
spent enough time out there to find it. Hmm. He goes on to say in the film, <clears throat> we've grown estranged from it. He's, he's referring to nature at this point. We've grown estranged from it, both collectively and individually. And that chasm is created through convenience. That really resonated with me, that um, the fact that, yeah, we have quite deliberately through, uh, I mean, Craig and I were sitting in the studio here and the air conditioning's on because we don't want to get too hot. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these are all the things that we're putting in place uh, to ensure that we don't have to suffer at all. And, you know, I think in a very short amount of time, we've pulled a very long way away from nature. I think so, too. Mm. It's easier out there, I think, most of the time. So much you easier. I think, <laughs> I think people... I think people perceive it as um as more difficult and more painful more uncomfortable it really isn't <laughs> but i think i think that's yeah i think you're doing it wrong <laughs> i think you're doing it wrong i think yeah i mean have we had uncomfortable hikes of course we have if we had painful hikes yeah absolutely we've, we've had all of the bad stuff that you don't want um it's good when you can go on those hikes, like Chase just said, where you've got nothing else to do but the hikes and there's mm -hmm. no pressure to pull you. Like you're still you, – you have to go a few days, I believe, before you can just forget where you were and then not have that pull to, to finish either. And just being in that, that moment where you are just just hiking for – or just, just you know adventuring for the, the sake of it with nothing else on your mind is so good. It's it's such a, a breath of fresh air. Exactly. We we live in a society where everything is built to grab your attention. Mm -hmm. Everything wants your attention. Mm. That's right. The the channel to, flows towards you rather than than out from yeah. you. You're always looking to ingest um, content. Mm. To get away from that on only for just two days or one day, it's uh, it's liberating. Mm. Sure. Yeah, Chase has a real. I mean, we had a good conversation about it when he was on as a guest last time. He's got a cool little video about, um, you know, dopamine detoxing and basically going out. And um, you don't take much at all. Like, you hardly take food, do you? When I, when I did that little experiment, yeah, I didn't take any food. I just took water. Just took water and a, a tent. And I mean, everything else, but. I didn't even take a tent, man. I slept in a cave. <laughs> <laughs> like a proper caveman. That's great. Did you carve your uh, some symbols in the cave? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got like lit a fire and used yeah. the charcoal from the fire to write my life story on the cave wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's come a long way. I mean, that was yeah. when he was fourteen. He's in there for sixteen years or something. Mm. Yeah, you should see. You should see the cave now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh. Fantastic segue again. You guys are really good at this. I want to talk about caves, but more specifically, I want to talk about caves, or rather glaciers in... in. Uh, let me try and pronounce this. Um, this is going to be hilarious. Jutenheimen. Jutenheimen. How's that? Oh, that's not too bad, actually. Thank you very much. Yeah. Would you like to translate for me? Um Jotunheimen. Jotunheimen, that's what I said. 
Uh, okay, this is a fantastic, fantastic uh, film, a two-part film, in fact, is it not? Of That's a young true. man who has always wanted to adventure into the wilderness, spend time and, and photograph a glacier since his spent his childhood listening to stories of uh the um the trolls that live in that area and it finally gets his opportunity to go to that specific area and um sounds like a great story visit. it's a fantastic story fantastic young man i'm of course talking about uh your um your film Audubon. mate i i have to say and, um, you know, I mean, I, you know me, mate. I'd, if it was rubbish, I'd just say it's rubbish, right? Um, <laughs> I almost, and I, I swear if you had, if, if you had it for a second teared up, I would have started tearing up in that. There's two points within that film where I, I just saw you so emotional and I was starting to feel it. And um, I think that's the most lost for words I've, I've ever seen you. And, and I don't mean that in a way that you never shut up. I mean, you always, <laughs> you, you always select your words so carefully. You're, um, you, you know, you're a poet in a sense. And, uh, you know, together with your, your film work, it creates a beautiful thing. But, but uh, watching you kind of achieve that dream of researching this, potential i mean you didn't even know if it was there no i i could i uh, i decided not to make any inquiries uh, with people who might know mm. uh, because uh, i really didn't want to, to know if it was there or not right because it, <laughs> that would kind and of you say that in the ruined. film as you're as you're hiking you're saying i don't even know if i'm i'm gonna find this thing like if it's on that wrong if i'm on the wrong side of this um, mountain I got a long hike ahead of me <laughs> but it was um, it was a fantastic piece of work uh, thank you yeah. it, it really, might be the, the most powerful hiking experience I've ever had I think it's just it, it was um, it was most definitely visible and on film and also real like it was you just really captured it um yeah, no, fantastic, man. It, it was pure gold. I loved it. Uh, I'm going to put that. I'm going to put that up on the in the show notes so everyone can check it out. And uh, that's actually uh, I filmed that that hike both in English and in Norwegian. Oh, is that right? Jeez. Yes, for for my television series. Ah, oh, you work hard. So uh, <laughs> and that's that's hard getting the first reaction in both languages <laughs> <laughs> wow that's a good point so but uh, I'm, I'm a horrible actor so that's feeling stuck for the i was so drained after i've been in that cave i was completely yeah. drained you you said a couple of really uh interesting things and one of them was you didn't feel so cut a long story short a bit of a spoiler alert he does find the glacier that he's been <laughs> fantasizing about all this time. And um, 
you say that you don't feel welcome anymore. Like you've overstayed your welcome and it's time to to move on. And uh, yeah, I thought that was quite interesting. And I could see that genuine, I wouldn't call it fear, some kind of concern or just you were aware of being in something that could potentially just uh, decide to collapse at any second. Yeah, that that rock uh, that had collapsed mm. into the tunnel. Yes, that could have happened the day before or ten years ago. There's an, it's a very there's good no point. way for me to know that. No, there's no indication when you're in there. Everything's kind of it looks like it's frozen in time, but but you just don't know how much time. It was exactly. cool. So uh, uh, I'm not by any means any experts uh, on, on on glacier caves, but I did. I did a lot of research beforehand, or I tried to at least, and I spent maybe upmost to 45 minutes to an hour just to decide if I was supposed to enter or not. Yeah, yeah, you did yeah, mention that. You as have well. to treat treat it with the, the respect it deserves. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because um, it's hard to sometimes gauge uh, size and things like steepness uh, when you when you're watching on film, but. You captured it from a few angles, and I thought it didn't look too bad. And then there was another couple of angles where I looked and thought, "Oh wow, that's that's not the sort of thing you want to go climbing down into." That's a bit, yeah. But then, yeah, you found a way in. That was pretty cool. You had a helmet on. That's the main thing. He <laughs> did. Yeah, I did. Uh, it's my skateboard helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Heroes wear helmets, man. <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> Was it? I mean, there's not much more. There's not much else you can do. Not really. I mean, if, if you if you if you really want to go in there, like if professionals were mm. to go in there, what what it's, else are uh, they going to do? Yeah. Jack it up with like a support system. Like <laughs> you're either going in there. Yeah, or in not. some kind of inflatable suit. Yeah. Yeah. When I got in there and I looked up, I could see rocks in the ceiling, like uh, just ready to go, <laughs> ready mm. to drop. And so I chose my route. I, the, my first thought was uh, the longer I spend in here, the, the, the more dangerous it's going to be. So I need to cut like down the time. Percentage wise, yeah. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. one hour is uh, way worse than 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And on the left side, there were less rocks in the ceiling. There, in fact, there were non rocks in the ceiling. Oh, okay. So I stayed on the left side the whole time, and uh, just photographed and uh, tried to work as fast as possible and, and get out. And it's it was incredible. Yeah. That... How long were you in there all up? I think I were in maybe ten, fifteen minutes. Oh, that's all right. And, you wouldn't want uh, a little overnight camp in there. Start a, start a campfire. <laughs> Pitch a tent. Close to the wall. Oh, yeah, because I guess... <laughs> I guess it was huge. <laughs> I guess even your your body heat's going to eventually um, make a change in the temperature, isn't it? Mm, guess so. Maybe not right away. No, not I right think, away. Uh, <laughs> We're having a big party in there or something. I think the climate change might impact it more. Slow and steady. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, is that a is that? Because I mean, obviously that glacier wasn't. I mean, the cave wasn't formed, right? So at some point, um, the front of that's melted off or crumbled. Is that is that your how you think that was formed? 
Yes, it's um, it's uh, it's a well-traveled uh, valley, I've heard, and uh, Sorry. many uh, maybe ten years ago, the 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 glacier was much larger, and it it retreats mm-hmm. like all glaciers in Norway. It retreats, and uh, the uh, what's it called, Morenerig in Norwegian, uh, the moraine. The, the gravel and the ice, which is under the glaciers, mm-hmm. collapses. And uh, if there's been an underwater uh, creek or a river, it, co- it creates these beautiful yes. ice tunnels. Yes. And uh, the opening collapsed or melted forth in mm-hmm. the moraine. And one day, some hikers saw it and went in. And they discovered uh, the over 200 meters long ice tunnel and huge like wow. a cathedral yeah <laughs> yeah that's freaky i mean the the depth of the the color blue in that ice is always just be- bewilders me i know that you've been in a glacier before and took those most amazing photos um and that tone of blue going through the ice is just quite breathtaking yeah, it's it was that, breathtaking for me as a, well. Do you know what, what that's like? Why does it um, why is it giving off such a almost like a opaque blue color rather than just say clear or white? Do you know if there's any reason behind that? I think uh, it it all depends on which light, which is cast upon the ice. Ah, if, if from above. Through the ice. Yeah, if if you use your torch uh, and light uh-huh. the glacier cave and it's completely dark, yep. it, the glacier will be white. Okay. Because the the uh, the torch is kind of white. Right. But sunlight is is a, it's a warm color, and there there was this uh, hole in the ceiling from yes. where the rock fell down, that. and yeah. there was sunlight coming through that rock uh, and through that hole, and. Uh, my impression was that, that I don't think I've ever been a place where it was this warm blue. And there's also hints of green mm-hmm. uh, in the ice as well. Yeah. No, it was awesome. Sure. Spectacular. It's a really good watch. Um, well worth watching. But you'll get, just a warning for anybody, you'll get tangled up in uh, all of um, Audubon's films. Once you click on the next one and the next one and the next one, you'll be there like pretty much your whole festive holiday season (laughs) which could be worse right Mm -hmm. hey um i was wondering if uh it's a bit of a personal question but if um i know that craig would really want to know about this if we could talk to you um about your sausage or (laughs) yeah there's um you were eating eating some kind of uh a hard sausage i was yes with and you had a, a cookser do you pronounce it kuksa or guksa in um, in Norway? I'm not sure what it is. The wooden kuksa? cup. The wooden cup. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. I got the cup. Yeah, that was. Uh, it's a bought cup. It's not handmade. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's still beautiful. Uh, I still it, I know it's, it's handmade, but 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 not by me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, um, like, because uh, the last hike we went on. Uh, Craig, come on, tell us your um, sausage it's story, mate. It's moose sausage. What is it? Oh. It's moose. Moose. Oh, moose. The animal moose. Yeah. Really? Oh, wow, that's oh, cool. Fresh, yeah. 
It's a friend of mine who, who's a hunter. He makes uh, moose sausages. Oh, so wow. I, I got one from for the hike. Now, Very good. is that because... Uh, hang on, Craig. Tell, tell your sausage story about from last our last trip. Well, I've been a bit quiet because I haven't seen this, this. Is this the same one where you're going in the caves? Yeah, um, yeah, in the glacier. I'm going to have to catch up. So I'm, I'm, I remember the last one where Obion was racing around on snowmobiles and he... he, he Went down this little ladder into a into a cave and took some photos. That, yeah, that's so that a while was the, back. The other yeah, glacier. Well. No, yeah. no, yeah. So in this one, he's um, it's an amazing view. And he's sitting at his campsite and he's got his cookser and he's having a coffee, and he, then he pulls out this ah. what looks like a fairly is it a fairly hard. Um, dense sausage. I mean, that's really, really, really good. Good. I'm trying. I'm trying to be professional here. It was. It was long. Pulled it out of nowhere. You did pull it out of nowhere. Uh, and it was freezing cold. But um, it was still sizable in still the cold. Still sizable in the cold. So yeah. Yeah, because yep. we've been. Um, yeah, recently. <laughs> this is gonna go bad. Um, yeah, just deciding which sauce. <laughs> um, yeah, so we we took some some kranskis and stuff and no, you boiled did. them up. You I took did. some kranskis and boiled them up in some water, and but, um, we, they were awesome to have out there because it's it, it's such a. a awesome feast to have yeah. we put them in wraps and stuff and it was fantastic it was so good um but there's some that you don't have to cook and is that what you're talking mm. about or well, did that, you cook that's it up? kind of what i was yeah getting to so in uh so we did craig didn't realize until he got there and he says oh it says you're supposed to cook these and i said give me a look i said they're raw kranskis man you can't just go shoving them in your mouth and i go um, i usually do remember that <laughs> yeah he says I usually do. <laughs> oh man you let anyone stick any sausage in your mouth. Oh, Jesus. The, um, but then I said to Craig, "There's, I know that for a fact that the more kind of, I guess, Italian style with that, I, I, I don't know what it makes them, almost like they're smoked or something, and that keep that preserves them so there's no need for a refrigeration. Is that kind of like the moose sausage or was, is it just because you're in a cold climate it doesn't matter? I don't think it matters. I think I think I know nothing about making moose sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you know something about eating it, though. Let me tell you that. Yeah, it's it's very good, and it's it's really um, high on uh, energy. I think. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! So yeah, are you sure it's for bring, the bring a moose sausage <laughs> with me on hikes? <laughs> oh, that'll go down as one of um, one of your best quotes, or you? Yes, I yes. usually bring a moose sausage with me on a hike. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no I, I know there's a like some of those italian ones are really dense and almost um i just don't know the name i just don't know anything about sausage either there you go yeah we need to i need to learn uh spain's really into that if you ever come okay to, uh, do you have anything come with me on a hike in norway i'll, I'll bring moose sausage for everyone and i'm there it's mm -hmm. i'm there mm -hmm. i'm 100 down. down with that uh, chase is there craig's there well you got enough for us Tell your mate we need four moose sausages pronto. <laughs> I will. He has the freezer full. <laughs> um, Chase, were you about to offer any kind of? Will you pull this out of the gutter and give us any advice on on Spanish sausage making sausage? Yeah. Well, to my knowledge, 
like we in Spain, there's a lot of like raw meat sausages. So I think they just literally stuff the you know like the sausage bag full of raw meat, whatever's in there, and mm. it dries out hanging hanging from the roof. Yes, almost so when you go into curing the like, places. Yeah, curing. Curing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because that's there's a certain way. I'm I'm sure it's got something like a high uh, salt content or something, which is going to obviously kill the the bacteria and not and not allow you to get sick but mm. um but you end up with a really um yeah it's quite a different experience but you don't need to cook it or heat it up or anything do you, you just eat it like that no nah, yeah you just you just chew on it that's what we, someone out there knows the name of what we're trying to talk about that's what we got to look for craig we need to go yeah. to a very because australia's not it's not easy to find um Interesting foods. Yeah, a lot of a lot of your salamis and pepperoni. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to like, carry. In, you try and carry in like three meat pies and a sausage <laughs> roll, um, and it, with but you on a hike, it's hard. Work. It was it was really nice venturing away from the um, just the you know dehydrated meals or mm. we call them freeze dried meals or whatever. So yeah, I think if you can just take some special foods that are. Like we, we, we concentrate so much on being ultra light all the time, but I think taking out some nice food when you're on the trail, I'm, I'm going to work on that this next year. Eh? If, mm. if we're talking, That's one of the benefits of like cutting down your actual pack, pack weight, weight and yeah. getting some lighter gear is that you can take a few extra little yeah. luxuries. Yeah, like for a sure. Moose sausage. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's a luxury. Yeah. yeah. The it's uh, a business idea. <laughs> Selling new sausage to hikers all over the world. Uh-huh. I like it. We I should like paint it. that pretty quickly. Yeah, get onto that before this podcast comes out. Mm. <laughs> Someone else will. Uh, oh, I had a question for you. Who is uh, Ois? Uh, how would that be pronounced? If it's Audubon, it would be Oystein? 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 Oystein. Aistine. So yeah, close. Island rock. Island rock. <laughs> it's my favorite type of rock. That's uh, <laughs> his name directly translated. <laughs> Island rock. So no, it's an eyeball, actually. Oh, is it? <laughs> he, I think. What relation is he to you? Uh, he's my cousin. I thought it was cousin. Um, so he's the drone master. Hmm. He gets yes, out. He, he, or at least he was the drone master. I think he sold his drones now. Oh, that's not good news. Let's put a downer on the I podcast. Know. It was very dis- disappointing. It, it might go down as the... That's no news for a holiday... Yeah, that's that's terrible news. holiday podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, he's, a, he's got a good sense of humor. I love there was an episode yeah. that you guys did together. Uh, and... You found that tunnel that you that you know you said that it was for smuggling or something, and he flew his drone through it. Do you remember that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was so funny because I don't know if he realised at the time he kept saying yeah, yeah to everything you were saying, and he must have said yeah about thirty times <laughs> in the video. But when did he edit that, or did you? Uh, 
probably he. he yeah. he's, uh, he's much more witty than I am. But so every time he says, yeah, he puts it up on the screen. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I thought after about five or six, I thought, why does he keep doing that? And then after about 26 times, I thought, that's hilarious. <laughs> uh, I was telling him we say good day anyway. All right. I will. Um, best of 2020. Now, Green Forest. I sent that to you guys. That was one of my favorite videos from the year. Tell me what you said before we went on air, Odibian. Uh All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thing, the thing was that I, I was running out of time. Yeah, oh, okay. So was oh, you didn't before say that the podcast. Before. And I, yeah, okay. And uh, I had to see it before the uh, we went on the air, so I kind of sped it up to two times the speed <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's hefty. It's a lot of work. Uh, it's uh, and it was still it was still pretty watchable. Still took four was, hours. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> what I like about that, what I like about that film is um, the simplicity of it. The guy doesn't talk, uh, he doesn't have any music, but he is in the most beautiful moss-covered forest, and he just goes about his business and and just films it, but. Um, Odivian, would you agree also that he's he does a good job of setting up his shots? He does a very good job. And, yes. Uh, all those angles and everything he's filmed is, mm-hmm. takes a lot of time. That's right. I think he. So yeah, job be well a, done. A whole it's, it's day. A, it was a it was a really nice video, mm. <laughs> even yeah. though. I had to speed it up. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the sort of thing you could just put on in the background because it has no talking, has no music. Just no. put it on the screen instead of one of those uh, fireplace things you put on the screen. Just put that on. Exactly. It's it's uh, hiking a yeah. minute for, for minutes. It's, uh, it is minute it's, for minute. It's exactly right. <laughs> it's like you're there with him and you're sitting next to him. But how how did he do – so you're saying he was on his own, he didn't have anyone filming? No, he's alone. He's how did solo. he get some of those pans to happen? There was a couple of moments where there was a pan. You, technology, uh, baby. You zoom in, uh, in oh, the editing. Oh, so he's got like a 4K camera so he can just zoom in and yeah. just move it around a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. I think that kind of spoiled it for me because all of a sudden I felt weird that he had this <laughs> – Panning camera that he shouldn't have unless someone else was holding it. So, but no, it was really cool what he was doing. Anyway, it was incredible. Yeah, he's worth watching. Um, I like this uh, coffee pouch as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He yeah, he has got got all the kind of um, how do you say it, the bushcraft kind of stuff, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty he's got bushcraft cool. nailed. Yeah, he he's does. got. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's in the dictionary. There's a picture of him next to Bushcraft. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of my other favorites of 2020, Oddbjorn, um, was your Christmas video. Now I know that that came out in Ooh, 2019. Last, yeah. Came out in 2019, but I didn't mention it until 2020. So that's my excuse for mentioning it. So if you're looking for a f- happy Christmas film. Go and watch that. I mean, you're already going to be watching 50 of his other films. <laughs> I'm sick of talking about his films. Yeah, binging. No, I'm not. Binging, I'm just kidding, mate. Binging. I'm just kidding. Uh, all, all right. All these one, plugs. All these plugs. <laughs> uh, one more, one more. Clear favorite. Did you guys watch the Arctic Fox chewing on that, guys? I did. <laughs> and I showed it kids. to my wife as well. Yeah, did you? my kids, yeah. Oh, it's just gorgeous. That yeah, that yeah. fox needs to needs to be the poster boy for 
climate change. Don't kill things. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I thought I you can say that, that thing Fox on a needs, billboard and <laughs> needs to slap Times around Square the chops. Stop biting stuff. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely gorgeous. And the, um, you think about that moment that that uh, photographer got to spend there with it, uh, a creature that's never seen a human before and then just starts grabbing his camera and mm. pulling it around. It's, yeah, awesome. Lots of feels on that one. A great way to wrap this up, I would say. Hmm. Where do I start, though, guys? It's um, thanks so much for for joining us on this marathon right from the start. Unfortunately, you didn't get to just pop in as a guest; you had to listen to everything. But um, <laughs> I wasn't too bad. <laughs> it's been an interesting year for everybody. I'm not going to dwell on it, but I'm going to say that connections like this are, are what what's important and maintaining those. And, uh, you know, we've obviously got a common topic between us, and that is Mother Nature and the wilderness and the great outdoors. And if I can just urge everybody, we're coming up to this um, festive season, holiday season, whatever you want to call it, wherever you come from, um, try and make an effort to get outdoors because I just know it'll always reward you. Craig, have you got anything to add, mate? Uh, I just want to say yes, Merry Christmas to you guys that list, uh, joining us and the listeners. I hope uh, everyone has a great year. I think it's time for us to start having some some good times ahead and some plans. Some um, uh, you know a great twenty twenty one. So yeah, it was good to get together like this, a different format, a bit more relaxed, and uh, just celebrate you know what we've been doing and what you guys have been doing, and and just say um, you know. To happy, happy New Year to to what's what's ahead. I think I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I also think it's nice to 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 kind of reflect on the year also and realise that we're all taking some um, fantastic experiences out of a year that a lot of people would want to write off. Gentlemen, I'll give you an opportunity to just uh, say goodbye or just hang up and walk away, whatever you, <laughs> whatever suits you. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for for having me on the uh, podcast once uh, once more. And uh, I'm really curious how much eggnogs left. <laughs> Very little. Um, there might Maybe they be... just moved directly onto the wild turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Graduated. Yeah, straight to the source. I would say there'd be there's probably lucky to be one. Mm glass of eggnog left. Well, we've had two two big glasses each so yeah they're huge these glasses i'm just almost <laughs> through my second one yeah yes yeah, thank you thanks for asking <laughs> chase thank you mate thanks for your time you're welcome i hope you no worries mate and i hope you enjoy your time uh there with your lovely lady all right guys i'm waffling on now thank you so much uh have a fantastic um <clears throat> festive season and we'll talk very soon. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, we'd really appreciate your ratings and comments if you can spare the time. If you'd like to know more about Hike or Die TV and keep track of our adventures around Australia, make sure you drop by hikeordie.com. That's where you'll find all the information you'll need to follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or Pinterest. As always, we appreciate your support. Thanks for listening.